Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. This is going to be a bit of an unusual topic for us. I want to talk about the meaning of names. In our culture, names aren't as big of a deal as many other cultures. Quite often, we choose a name for our baby because we like how it sounds, or we name them after a family member or a famous person, or any more in the youngest generation that are having children now. Names are picked because it's an object or a place that isn't normally a person's name because it's unique. Our name is important. It represents you. Your name represents you. When people hear your name, they associate certain things with it. Same with when you hear someone's name mentioned. It identifies them, and you immediately associate them with certain behaviors and beliefs and actions. The name means something. Some names have a negative feeling to them, quite often because we associate that name with someone we don't like. Think about when you were choosing your child's name. Maybe your spouse made a suggestion and you didn't like that name because someone with that name was mean to you when you were a kid. Or maybe there's an actress you don't like with that name, but you associate that name with something negative. And so it's like, I'm not naming my child that. So I think you can begin to understand that Our names do say something about us. Your name represents you. A person's name is the greatest connection to their own identity and individuality. Some might say it's the most important word in the world to each person. When someone remembers our name after meeting us, we feel respected and more important. It makes a positive and a lasting impression on us. We love to have personalized things with our name on it. It makes us feel special. And I know when you have those unique names, that's really hard to come by. Your name is the biggest symbol of who you are. And there are actually studies that show that if you feel good about yourself and your name, then you will feel good about anything that even vaguely resembles your name, which is interesting to me. In other words, there may be a product out there that has your name or sounds like your name, and so you gravitate to that product, you like that product, or traveling to a certain place, or even moving to certain places. We tend to gravitate towards things that make us think about our name, especially if we like our name and we feel good about who we are. There's also research, this is really interesting, that shows that names may even tell us more than just a social background. And what I mean by that is that sometimes you hear a name and you immediately know or you're pretty sure where they come from. For example, the name Olga. You know, we think of Germany or Russia, that kind of a thing. So a name can tell us some social background Obviously, that's not always the case, but a name can also affect, studies show, uh, future decisions about things like marriage and our career. There's a psychologist named Brett Pelham who has studied hundreds of thousands of names, 
And he said that they can significantly affect your life, even what profession you enter. For instance, what he found is that many dentists are named Dennis. Isn't that interesting? So those whose name sounds like a common folks name, and I I think you know what I mean by that, they don't tend to reach for higher up professional careers because it's kind of the thought, my name doesn't make me think of that kind of a person. And so they don't aspire to those kinds of careers. When Becca was in her cancer treatments when she was three, we laughed every time they paged Dr. Doctor. (laughs) There really was a doctor named Doctor. (laughs) Names are important. They contain meaning for people, and they define who we are. And the thing is, a lot of times, we're not who we think we are. There are a lot of cultures that place a huge importance in names and the naming of their child. In these cultures, a name is more than just a nice-sounding label. A name can tell a story and pave way for a destiny. Many believe that while it might be easy to brush off names as less important than personality or parenting, it's not so far-fetched to say that a name is one's destiny. God himself is someone who believes that. In Genesis 17, God changed Abram's name to Abraham, which meant a father of many nations. Now, Abraham was 99 years old when God did that, and he hadn't had any children yet. His wife, Sarai, was 90 years old, and God changed her name to Sarah, meaning mother of nations. Now, obviously, they were beyond childbearing years, but God changed their name to reflect their destiny. God changed Jacob's name to Israel after he wrestled all night with the angel of the Lord. And he said he changed his name to Israel, for you have struggled with God and men and have prevailed. In the New Testament, Jesus told Peter that his new name was Cephas, a rock. We know that Saul's name, when he was uh, converted and became a Christian, his name was changed to Paul. I think about Naomi in the Old Testament in the story of Ruth. And when Naomi went back to her homeland, she said, Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Now, who can relate to that, right? Now, Naomi had lost her husband and both of her sons. Do you know who Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are? Well, we know them better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When these men, like they were really teenage boys, were taken into captivity into Babylon, they were given Babylonian names to serve the king. And Daniel was actually in that group with them, and he was given the name Belteshazzar. A name is one of the very first things we give our children. It's carefully selected, usually before our child is born, because it's how our child is going to be identified. When I had Becca, they were just starting to have ultrasounds to be able to determine the sex. I didn't have an ultrasound like that. It wasn't going on commonly at that point. So I didn't know if I was having a boy or a girl, but the names I had picked out for her, it was going to be Aaron Kelly if it was a boy or Rebecca Kelly if it was a girl. And both Aaron and Rebecca were names that I actually, I got from the Bible. I 
liked Rebecca in the Bible, but I liked the spelling with the two C's better. And her middle name was from her biological father's middle name, who had broken up with me after I became pregnant. And so my thinking in my young mind was, well, if my child isn't going to have his last name, my child's going to have his middle name. So it was Rebecca Kelly. Okay, so you may be thinking, you have been going on and on about names. What does this have to do with our children and what this podcast is supposed to be about? Why are you talking about all of this, Laura? Because our name identifies us. But what does our name mean? What is being spoken over us every time our name is being said? And what were we speaking over our children when we said their name? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, oh my goodness, panic. I must have named my child something horrible and I was speaking death over them. No, 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 no. I'm talking about what were you speaking into their life? What is the meaning of the name of our child who died? Let me start with talking about my name. I've done a lot of studying on the meaning of my name. The name Laura, L-A-U-R-A, comes from the laurel crown that was given, especially like Olympic athletes as a winner. It meant they were the winner, they, you know, victory. And so my name, Laura, means crown. It's a symbol of victory or a victorious spirit. My middle name is Jean. And Jean means full of his grace. And, okay, so what is grace? I really wanted to grasp what grace is. I mean, we talk about in the Christian world, grace is God's unmerited, undeserved favor. But it has to be more than that because Jesus grew in grace, the Bible says. And so how could Jesus grow in undeserved favor from God? So grace has to have a deeper meaning than that. And so as I began to study out grace, what I discovered is that the full meaning of grace means that we have God's divine favor and his divine empowerment. So when I put my two names together, Laura Jean, it means I am victorious by his divine empowerment and his divine favor. And I really feel like that describes me. My name describes me. Something that I also find fascinating is that for me personally, when Becca died, I was an international children's minister. And I traveled to Uganda a lot. I did a lot in Africa. And when I was in Nigeria, one of my hosts prayed about it and gave me a Nigerian name. And it's Ngazi which means God's gift, which was very precious to me. But before that even, when I would go to Uganda, one time my host said, I'm going to pray. You need a Ugandan name. And so it was several days, and he came to me and he said, I know your Ugandan name. It is Kisachi. And Kisachi means great grace. And I find it's very interesting that that he, that was the name he gave me. It meant grace, just like my middle name means grace. I actually have this printed out on an index card that is kept with my Bible so that I remember to remind myself who I am. And I pray into that. When I don't feel it, I tell myself, Laura, this is who you are. I am victorious by his divine empowerment and his divine favor. Like I said, Becca, her middle name 
came from her biological father. When Dave and I got married, he adopted Becca as soon as we were married. She was only two years old. And it was important to give her our name, our family name. And when we named our other four children, at that point, I knew a little bit more about it, that names are important. So we would check out the meanings of the names that we liked to make sure that we felt that it was something that, yep, that's that's the name that we feel like this child needs to have. And as they got older, I ended up making plaques. I printed them out on the computer, made them a little fancy. I had a scripture that went with them, their first name and their middle name. And God gave me a scripture that kind of tied the two together. And I printed them out. I bought little wooden plaque things from Hobby Lobby, shellactum, and and I put them by their yearly school picture on the wall so that along with my child's picture, it had their the meaning of their name and the scripture that put those two names together. Now, Rebecca has several meanings, and its main meaning is bound or binding, which also means faithful. And Kelly means warrior. And those two words summed up Becca's life better than just about anything I could have come up with. Rebecca was a faithful warrior. Now, I had my kids before Google, so I had to rely on books that gave the meanings of names. And I actually ended up buying two books for the meanings of names. Some of that is because sometimes God gives me dreams, and if there's a person in there, I will look up what the meaning of that person's name is because it's a lot of times it's not about that person it it has to do with the meaning of the name so I actually have a couple of books I'd go to the library and rent out books but anyway today you can find the meanings of names really easy on the internet you may have heard me talk about a journey program that I was in before and this was part of the journey program was to study out the meaning of your name because it does have a lot to do with your identity and who you are. Because when we speak things out, we're speaking things into the atmosphere. God spoke and it happened. And so our words are powerful. And so whenever our name is spoken or we speak someone's name, we're speaking destiny over that person. And so in this journey program, everybody had to study out their names. And the interesting thing was that everybody realized that their name really did have to do a lot with their identity or their destiny. Even if your parents weren't Christians when you were born, or maybe you didn't have a relationship with God when your child was born, and it's not like something that was prayed about, somehow our names still seem to fit who we are. And I'm going to encourage you to look up the meaning of your child's name. Now, sometimes when we do that, and we start looking up the meanings of names, we can feel disappointed because it's like, okay, what does this have to do with anything? This is like an animal. But sometimes, like I said about Naomi, uh, Mara, I mean, it could just be plain something negative. And if that's the case, when you start looking these things up, here's what I want you to do. If their name means something like an animal or a place, think about what are the qualities of that animal. If it's something negative, what is the opposite that would be God's truth over them? Because sometimes what happens is a name is given to counteract 
for whatever reason, the enemy was able to get in there. And and I'm not saying, okay, uh, you know, okay, the enemy's all over me because of my name. Don't take it that way. But the enemy was just able to slip in there and get a name in there because he knew God's destiny over your life or over your child's life. And so a lot of times it's the opposite. And so you turn that around to be the opposite of what your name means, that I am or I will or I do. And if the name has several meanings, which is pretty common, especially like I just shared with Rebecca, a lot of times there's going to be one meaning that just really stands out to you. You'll see a meaning and it's like, no, no, no. Oh, yes, that that is me or that is my child. So as you start studying out the name, and even before you start, ask God to show you how your child lived up to their name. And don't expect an immediate answer. If you start looking this up and it's like, okay, this is just crazy. It's not making any sense. Just put it all down. Put it all away. Don't worry about it. But just ask God, show me how my child lived up to their name. This is, it's just not making sense to me. Don't be in turmoil over it. Just believe that at some point, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal something to you and you're going to see it clearly. I really believe he's going to show you something about your child's name. Even though they lived a short life, how they lived out the destiny or the purpose of the name that you gave your son or daughter. And then after you look up the meaning of your child's name, look up the meaning of your own name. See what it tells you about yourself. Is it an identity that you can move into as you continue on with this journey, like mine, victorious spirit? Something that I can still move into that. My life isn't over. There's still victory for me. So your name, is it something that you can still move into and be a part of and be part of your destiny? Maybe you don't think so, but ask God to do what you can't. And you just may look back in a few years and be amazed at how your name really is who you are even after the death of your child. The first two years after Becca died were a blur of suffocating darkness and confusion. The next couple years, I started doing a bit better, but the fifth year was another weepy one for me. And that Christmas, my oldest son purchased some oysters to be opened live on Facebook with pearls in them. And the pearls inside were mine to keep. And that was his Christmas present to me that year. And it was so fascinating to watch them being opened and to see the gorgeous different colored pearl in each oyster as it was opened and revealed. And while I was waiting for them to arrive in the mail one day, I was actually driving my van and I found myself in tears thinking about how deeply touched I was to be able to have something tangible in my hands to remind me of the hope I have that God keeps his promises to take something so horrific and somehow as only he can do turn my shattered life into something of beauty that was still valuable and worth living. And that was based on because I know how a pearl is made. It's an irritant gets into that shell 
and that oyster begins to put something I learned later, it's called a knacker, around that irritant to protect itself, and that's what becomes that gorgeous pearl. Something gets into that oyster that wasn't supposed to be there, that irritates him, that he can't live with, and this pearl is formed from that irritant. So to me, it was just such an incredible thing to have a tangible symbol of hope that I have in the Lord. And right then and there, I knew I wanted to find a way to give this same gift of this gorgeous symbol of hope we have in him into the hands of others who are struggling like I was. We had just started GPS Hope, and I wanted to figure out how to do this for other parents who are part of GPS Hope. And it took a while to get it all figured out, and there was some trial and error there. But we carry what we call pearls of hope, in case you've never checked out our website or seen that there. So you can purchase an oyster, and I'll open it as you watch. We do it live on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, we can do it FaceTime with you. And you watch while your own beautiful symbol of hope is revealed in that oyster. From now until February 14th, we are running a special of $10 off of any cage pendant to wear and display your beautiful gem. When you purchase an oyster, then you can look at the store, pick out what piece of jewelry you want to put it in, and then you'll get a $10 discount on that jewelry. And be sure to use the coupon code LOVE, L-O-V-E, when you check out to get that $10 discount. And then on Sunday, February 14th, we're going to go live on Facebook at 7 o'clock that evening central time. And anyone who's ordered one of these oysters with a guaranteed pearl between now and February 14th, we will open your oyster as you watch. And we'll let you know which one is yours and we'll have a tray there and you can pick out which, which oyster you want opened and it's yours to keep and we'll ship it out to you. We would be honored to let everyone know who your pearl is in loving memory of when we open the oysters. So just tell us who that is in the comment area or we can chat on Facebook as we open it also. So for more details about all of this, just go to gpshope.org slash pearls of hope. And then it will also direct you to the store where you can look at the different cage necklaces and place your order. So I really hope you join us for that, that you have an oyster opened, or at least join us watching it because that'll be fun. And be sure to let others know about it. It doesn't have to be just for bereaved parents. It makes a great gift for anyone who's faced a loss that needs hope in their life. And it's fun to have them watch it with you as their oyster is opened. So enough about that. And it's time for the birthday segment of the podcast. But this week, we don't have any birthdays to announce. February is slim pickings for birthdays. It's quite surprising. My birthday's in February, but we don't have very many children to announce. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced on the podcast, we love to do that each week. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There's just a simple form to fill out, submit it, and I will be sure to announce your son or daughter's birthday that week on the podcast. This topic about the meaning of our names is an intriguing one for sure. I really hope and pray that as you do your research, 
that the Holy Spirit would reveal to you how your child's life fulfilled the name that you gave them. It really was who they were when they were here on earth. And then be sure to come back and share in the comments with me what you have discovered. And until next week, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.